Okay, we're going to begin this story for the second time. Fawcett and Thorne and Firestone. My impressions from the sidelines between the years of 1967 to 1984. This story originally formed part of It's a Rum Life Book 2, Boston 1960-1970, to and runs into part of Book 3, Ivy House 1970-1980. to This is now rewritten and expanded and published as an audio story. Since I originally wrote the chapters for It's a Rum Life Book 2 and 3, I feel that certain parts of this long history can be explained better by giving the subject more time and a few more pages. The first subject I'm going to work on is Fawcett and Thorne and Firestone, explaining a little more detail of why they worked together for such a long, long time. This is probably of more specific interest to anybody living in Lincolnshire, UK. The following is my recollections of the situation as I saw it at the time. We cannot delve into the more intricate company details of Fawcett and Thorne, as I was never privy to that kind of information. Here, we're looking from the outside, the way I saw it. The high times of ECYB, the tyre distribution business set up and run by Ruth and I, was when we were appointed the very first entrepot, or stocking point, for Uniroyal in the UK in 1976, and as it so happened, the very last, which closed in 1983. These were undoubtedly the very best times we ever had commercially, largely because of our relationship with Fawcett and Thorne. Quite by coincidence, these, these times corresponded with a similar experience in the history of the Fawcett and Thorne Company. Fawcett and Thorne. It would help to explain a little more here, in case I did not make myself understood previously, and we go back now to the 1950s. Harry Thorne and Jim Fawcett set up their motor tyre retail company after the Second World War. It had very small beginnings and existed for a long time just in Curtin, a small village south of Boston, in rural South Lincolnshire. They were the chalk and cheese couple, Harry, the outgoing entrepreneur, Jim, the long-faced, tending to be pessimistic and cautious, money man. Gradually, during the 1950s and into the 1960s, they engaged two dynamic managers. Jeff Fawcett at Curtin, no immediately direct relation to Jim, and Keith Rowe at a new depot in Lincoln. This was the beginning of steady, systematic growth for the company, and additional retail depots grew in Scunthorpe, Barton-on-Humber, Cleethorpes, Louth, Boston, Long Sutton, Bourne, Downham Market, Fakenham in Norfolk, Peterborough and Nottingham. After the period of which I was a part, they added outlets at Norwich, Sheffield and Hull. From for the very beginning until just a few years before the end of the company, Harry made sure that strong management in the major locations controlled and continued his original ideas of a service equal to no other. I can remember being personally involved in the preparation of his Peterborough depot. It was, of course, during my time with Firestone. And I arrived one day, my normal Peterborough day, at their newly purchased premises 
to find him, on his own, frantically painting fences and doors in a bid to finish in time for an opening date. I ended up that day working with him, planting out the attractive small flower bed at the front of the premises. We finished together by laying out the stock of Wellington boots in the entrance. Harry was a perfectionist. From the very beginning, his business was run on almost military lines. All his staff knew just what was expected and they all had total pride in their company and its amazing business record. I joined Firestone in 1966 at the instigation and through the kindness and manoeuvring of Firestone management by my best ever boss, Fred Popham. Fred was the first district manager at Firestone at Lincoln when it opened in the, in the 1950s and he was still with the company just as they closed Lincoln 25 years or so later. I must add here that largely because Fred and Harry Thorne were new boys together, they formed a firm, truly lifelong relationship in their business dealings. Fred had been brought up in the tyre trade in the Al Capone era and had in fact spent some time in Chicago and seen those famous times firsthand. Fred and Harry's ideals matched. They both strove to produce the very best service in their individual roles. Fred in distribution and wholesale sales, Harry at the pointed end dealing with the public and business clients. I was lucky to spend probably the best of those 20 or so years with Fred and that Lincoln team he had developed as one of his two general line salesmen. Fred retired at the time Firestone was destroyed in the UK by its new, improved, American-led management and he eventually worked for Ruth and I at ECYB for some time in our Loughborough Union Oil Distribution Depot. Back to the fall of Firestone. And this bit is largely taken from its own life book too, Boston 1960-1970. This is a tale from 1969, from before inflation, when petrol was still four gallons for a pound and a decent wage was £12 a week. Very few people demanded every possible labour-saving gadget in their home and television was still restricted to two channels. I had for some time been building up my boat transport business while at the same time putting in my hours for Firestone which was by no means the same company I had joined full of enthusiasm only a few years before. American management had taken control in the UK and was gradually destroying over 30 years of courageous effort and development by the original English management teams. My boss Fred had been superseded by a bombastic toilet pail toilet paper salesman who made his regional office at Nottingham. One of his first and perhaps worst decisions was to inform Fred that he would have no more further contact with Fawcett and Thorne's senior management. The account is too much important, too far too important for a mere district manager to handle, he was told quite bluntly. Your role will be to have contact with local managers only and your salesman, yours truly included, will have no contact with the company at all. Thus came the epistle from on high. 
The fact that Fred has single-handedly developed the Fawcett and Thorne account from the very day they opened their doors in the 1950s to this time at the end of the 1960s, when Fawcett and Thorne had over 14 depots and bought Firestone tyres as their number one product for resale to their clients. This made not one tiny shred of difference to the new management authority. This all resulted in drastic changes from both directions. Our sales team in Lincolnshire became under daily pressure to achieve stupid and unrealistic targets while our principal client was frothing at the mouth at losing our valuable backup in the field. Consequently, the heavy-handed demands made on Fawcett and Thorne for increased turnover by our new those-who-must-be-obeyed management resulted in a total boycott of Firestone products by Fawcett and Thorne and the further demand that Firestone collect all existing stock in all Fawcett and Thorne depots throughout the county and credit their account with this value. Fred and I did not get our bonuses that year, for the first time ever. To illustrate this background a little, there were in the UK at this time four major manufacturers who virtually controlled the the tyre industry. They were Michelin, Firestone, Goodyear and Dunlop. Following these Major brands were lesser-known names, still manufactured by the major companies, but sold at greater discounts. These included India by Dunlop, British Bagoonan by Michelin, Kelly by Goodyear, and Dayton by Firestone. This era is long before any tyres were manufactured in the middle or far east, or even India. There were some Continental-based companies beginning to make inroads into the UK, and these included Continental and Uniroyal. Uniroyal were to build their UK tyre plant just outside Edinburgh, shortly after Firestone UK became virtually bankrupt and closed down their whole 30-year-old UK manufacturing concern, including the old factory in London and a brand new factory in North Wales and it was all due to inept management. Now back to Lincolnshire. Four months had now passed under the new Firestone management, and Fred had once again been given control of the Fawcett and Thorne account. Harry Thorne and his managers had persuaded Firestone that their American-led management methods would just not do in Lincolnshire. The toilet roll salesman must have gone back to what he knew best. But the Americans were still there at head office at Great West Road in Brentford in London. Firestone Lincoln salesmen were back in again and giving full backup to the Fawcett and Thorne sales team. Fawcett and Thorne, backed by Fred's unstinting support and superb service from Firestone Lincoln Depot since it first opened in the mid-50s, had developed into an account worth well in excess of £9 million per annum. In the 1960s, this was huge. Consequently, Fawcett and Thorne were on the top rate of discount and rebates. Other independent, other independent Thai retailers in the county allied themselves with one of the other big brands, thereby earning their own high rate of discounts. Only by buying large quantities from one manufacturer could an independent tyre dealer make sufficient profit. 
If he bought little bits here and there, he could never earn a realistic and competitive discount base. The only way we at Firestone could get a foot in the door with any other independent dealers in the county was with special discount promotions on parcels of tyres. For example, 100 tractor-front tyres, any size, for an extra 10% discount. These deals cropped up from time to time to clear stocks or boost sales in quiet periods. The lean times with no bonus and difficult demanding management had led me and many other Firestone staff to look elsewhere for their future. The fact that American management were still determined to have their way nationally meant that we could see the company gradually falling apart and certainly not capable of employing us for much longer. I eventually left the employer Firestone in about 1973 and Ruth and I began our small transport enterprise based in New Bolingbroke. Stories to listen to here include The Last Boat Goes to Dundee and The Bus and the Auger, all from this period. Fitting all this background around the basic story is even somewhat confusing to me. So I hope you are following the basic plot. Demise A year or two before Firestone fell apart, in about 1975, Harry Thorne made management changes to the structure of his company that perhaps he lived to regret. Consequent to this, the original managers, who had given their all for years to build the company into the most efficient and best respected independent tyre dealership in the whole of the UK, were on the move. The writing was on the wall and they could see themselves, they see for themselves they had to begin looking elsewhere. The first to go was Jeff Fawcett, the original manager who had built up the company in South Lincolnshire over 25 years. Jeff. Jeff Fawcett and I had a particularly close relationship as I actually lived on his patch and could be called upon to help out with problems and public relations jobs at short notice. The areas you might realise was almost all agricultural and Jeff's clients were either all farmers or engaged in the farming industry and allied with transport. One particular example was during the winter months, initiated by those problems with Firestone's new and highly controversial rear tractor tyre, the F151, Jeff created a series of talks for young farmers clubs. He and I would arrive at some rural venue, complete with a current Firestone Indianapolis 500 race film um, and a full-size film projector on loan from the local county council through my offices as a local scout leader. A location, normally a local pub, with a sufficiently large back room to house the equipment, was fixed by the local club concerned. Drinks and nibbles began the evening, followed by the film, and then it was my turn to entertain by explaining just how a tyre was actually made. The subject on reflection may appear to be outwardly boring, but at that time I drank Bacardi, and a few of these oiled the vocal cords and stopped the evening becoming too serious. Over the years, I managed to collect various props in the form of cutaway and cut-through tyre sections together with most of the raw ingredients. 
I just cannot remember how many of these events we attended, but they were always popular and seemed to go on for years. I do remember that the audience was not always all-male. Jeff Fawcett eventually started his own tyre shop in Boston, using his exclusive management skills and reputation. And before he died at an early age, in about 1983, he had added a petrol station to his business. New style managers were introduced to Fawcett and Thorn South Links, but none were Jeff's equal. Keith, Keith Rowe, a Lincoln, was probably the most dynamic manager in the whole Fawcett and Thorn organisation. He stayed in post at Lincoln during the Uniroyal times and then left Fossenthorn to set up his own tyre company in the city and quickly grew it to a multi-branch organisation, dwarfing and gradually strangling the original Fossenthorn operation. Harry Thorne left the company in the mid-1990s and Fossenthorn were taken over by a national tyre retailer who asset-stripped the company utterly. Today, the company has since changed its image and management several times and exists in a much smaller guise. Incidentally, so close was the tie with Firestone, developed and nurtured by my old best boss Fred Popham, that as Firestone closed their depots in Lincoln and Nottingham in about 1975, just before their demise in the UK, Harry Thorne took them over as retail outlets. We'll conclude this tale here and recommend if you wish to go further, then you need to read or listen to The Uniroyal Years. There we are. I hope you've enjoyed that story. A little bit longer than usual. Um, now, we've got a new ending to these stories. There are no, There's no shop anymore. You can't buy any of our products because they're all free now. Um, you can access them. That's the audio stories and all the videos on YouTube and the books. Uh, they're all free to download and you can find all the details on our new website which is www.itsarumlife.com and that's spelt I-T-S-A-R-U-M-L-I-F-E dot com www.itsarumlife.com Have a good look and you can access hours of interesting entertainment. Oh, we are, and thank you for listening.